0: Alice Chin is a Melbourne based actor, theater maker, educator, and occasional dinosaur puppeteer. She was previously based in New York, where she worked as an actor and an apprentice physical acting teacher at the Stella Adler Studio, New York, under the tutelage of Joan Evans. She is a current teaching artist at St. Martin's Youth Arts Center and House of Muchness. Hi. hi. This is the late night one. Welcome to the late night, the late night, the late back, 9 p.m.
2: Eastern Standard Time mm-hmm. show.
0: It's late night show. <laughs> it's, it's dressed for the podcast you want and it's, ooh. And it's smooth It's yes. smooth like a butter on your <laughs> microphone. It's
1: like a late radio edition. Yeah,
0: Ew, yuck, there's butter on my microphone. <laughs> Except it's not for our guest.
2: It is definitely not a late-night podcast for for
0: our guests. And maybe it's not what you're listening to. I could
1: have been up this entire time.
0: (gasps) That's true. It could could be late for you. (laughs) (laughs) But it also could not be late for whoever is listening to it. They could be listening to this at four in the afternoon. That's true. How is it... (laughs) It's the future where you are.
1: It is. It's a Monday.
0: Does that joke make yeah, we're recording at 9 p.m. on Sunday and our guest is at 1 p.m. on Monday. Uh does that does that joke happen a lot or not enough for you?
1: Not enough. What's I, the I future ne- like? <laughs> it's apparently going to be a hundred and two degrees. <laughs>
0: Which would be great, because it's
2: been really biting cold it's here. It's not, but wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> Everybody would be terribly
0: <laughs> sick. <laughs> we would just fall down. Yeah. yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name is David. And my name is still Megan. And... Still Megan. Still Megan. St- this okay. is not this is not moving Megan. This is still Megan. Yeah. Let me you be hey. Hey. Still. C- stay still and calm down. And our guest on the other side of the world is Alice Chin. Hi Hooray. Alice. How are you? <laughs> Hi. I'm great. How are you? Just it is surreal to talk to you.
2: There's so much serotonin coursing through my veins right now. Yeah. Just hearing your voice.
1: is uh, Like, okay. When I first met you guys, it was 2015. And the whole time I was like, this is it. This is going to be a friendship that's going to be in my life all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of my life.
0: And then what happened.
1: And then, and then I decided to move the furthest away from you as I possibly could.
2: <laughs> we do that a lot to people. It's understandable.
0: <laughs> We do we make them move away from us? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You told me all of our friends <laughs> died.
2: Oh, oh, I
0: did say that, huh? No,
1: they're, they're all in Melbourne with me Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> my God. Why am I just now finding this out? That's funny. I like that. Yeah, you're in mm. m- 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 Melbourne.
1: Melbourne, yes. You're in Very Melbourne. good, very good. Mm-hmm.
0: And that is where you are from?
1: That's yes. Well, I mm, that's where I grew up. I was born you- in China, right in a little town called Changshu, which is like an hour drive away from Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved oh. to Melbourne when I was about eight years old, mm. and then I moved to New York when I was 23, I want to say. Wow, and then I moved back and 2015 and have been here for the last five years
0: you said you uh were born in china and then you moved to australia and i love when people use that phrase about when they're eight years old and they move to a place And it's like well you didn't move to a place right you were moved <laughs> to australia that's
2: absolutely <laughs> yes. that's fair you were you were planted
0: there <laughs> i had no idea what was going on what, what inspired the move
1: um my mom moved um she went she went to australia by herself um when i was four and so for four years it was just me and my dad in china waiting for my mum to get her permanent residence so that she could bring us both over Mm. um and you know the move was basically just like regular immigrant better life type deal Mm -hmm. (laughs) um she was a performer she played in um one of those uh chinese instruments that's sounds like oh I don't know like it's called the the pipa and it's it does sound
0: like the I don't know what I don't know (laughs) I'm glad you're trying to come up with what the pipa sounds like
1: (laughs) it's kind of like a guitar but like crisper it's not as like there's not as much resonance I don't know so um because she was doing a lot of like traveling and performing on that but then she couldn't really see a future for herself in China that you know yeah, so then mm. she moved by herself. And then uh, and then when I was plopped in Australia, it was like my whole universe kind of shrunk mm. because I, I didn't speak the language. Um, and I all of a sudden I went from being friends with everyone to no one. Ah. Uh. Um, and also like in China, I could run around the streets with all the neighborhood kids like the urchin that I am. <laughs> and then <laughs> when I went to Australia, uh, you know, first of all, no friends. But also, kids didn't run around in that way
2: much
0: uh,
1: anymore, you know? Well,
0: oh, 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 you're <laughs> saying in Australia they didn't run around without supervision.
1: Well, it was starting to not happen as often. Because, sure, like, sure, sure. You, you know, like, you know, yeah, that's when the panic was happening of, like, stranger danger and all of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm, man.
0: <laughs> but we got ahead of ourselves. We got to stop doing that. I got to stop letting us get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we have a very strict schedule. Sure, yes. That absolutely. We must yes, that's to.
2: what we prepped Alice with. It's super strict. So like buckle down, mm-hmm. get ready. That's what we tell everybody at the
0: beginning. <laughs> I will only really answer questions. Question. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The first question I would like you to answer is: do you consider yourself a successful person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you answered my question with a question.
1: I am in the affirmative, but not nearly as confident as Dale. Cause I listened to both of her episodes and that lady, she is, she is sure of herself and she is who I aspire to be in terms of success.
2: I hear you. I hear you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I, when I got the email about, um, this, uh, episode, which sidebar, um, i was reached out uh to by your assistant which is a super boss move for someone who i haven't actually talked to <laughs> for a number of years i get an email from your assistant so i'm like mm, okay um but on that he day also, he, I ha- he
0: also emailed my grandfather my grandfather hasn't responded yet because i think, <laughs> <laughs> I think he assumes that it's a spam <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah oh, well. well and so i was like okay 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 um and but on that day i got um a couple of other emails about job offers so i was <gasps> feeling particularly successful that day so i was like wow yes, yes i can do this
0: i will do this now
2: yeah. yeah well it seemed like like since you had gone back to australia you certainly were not like well not not to say that you were here either but you were definitely not like twiddling your thumbs it, it seemed like up until you know <laughs> the, the world went through its um i want to call it the big shush
0: the big shush. The big shush. I love when the that, yeah. when the world yeah. went
2: through the big shush, you were certainly not like sitting and twiddling your thumbs. You were definitely kept busy. You're a busy, busy lady. Yes,
1: um, to a point where I was having a bit of a breakdown um, because I was doing way too much um, and not giving oh, well. myself enough break. Mm. Uh, so and then everyone had a break. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> honestly i felt that way as well right before it happened i definitely like uh I, there there were you know it is uh the big shush was terrible it is terrible currently still mm-hmm. um there were definitely silver linings in it mentally sometimes mm. about like i i have some time to think about the things and i think we all did i think that's why a lot of the things that happened with the big shush uh happened because people had time to sit and go here are some things that i think should change yeah. Mm. Whether that was on a personal level or a societal level or mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But on the day that you got our email, you were feeling particularly successful.
1: Yes, yes, I was. I was like, "Oh, am I am I wanted? Am I a notable member of the industry?" <laughs> um also like um uh, halfway through last year i was asked to be on the judging panel for the indie theater sector of our um theater awards wow so yeah i was like Ooh, so fancy um can watch all the shows for free now um that, that was the part that i was the most excited about
2: yeah
1: <laughs> uh and also like funnily enough i haven't actually done that much indie theater i've worked mainly in the main stage <laughs> sector so i was like i don't know if i if i count if if you guys count me as part of the community but sure i will judge you (laughs) wow yeah (laughs) no well i haven't actually done that much main stage acting i've been asked to like assistant direct a lot oh amazing yeah which is great um yeah, so, you know, and I do a lot of developments as an actor. Um, in terms of, like, actual shows, you know, I am still Chinese, and so the casting limitations. Uh, Boo! Yeah, right? A- so in- yucky. I
0: was, was going to ask, I was going to say, in Australia too, and then I thought about it and was like, oh, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. In- I don't know if it's worse, better or worse in Australia, because the industry is much smaller So the problem is magnified, but the attitude the attitude is about the same. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's just as bad everywhere,
0: really. Well and obviously you know, the, these landscapes, especially theatrically, but all over professionally, are being examined and altered right now in the U.S. Right, massively, yes. we're undergoing yes. just massive daily, weekly, monthly shifts in the culture.
2: And these are these are shifts. I don't know if they would have happened without the assistance of a big, the, the big, big silence shush, for sure, the
0: big shush. The big shush uh-huh. is different from the big silence. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the big <laughs> shush. But that I'm I'm assuming that that sort of like isn't happening or hasn't happening happening to, or like is on the verge of happening in australia Or like what's the what's the scene
1: it's hard for me to be objective just because i get asked to speak on diversity panels a lot so mm. <laughs> i'm talking about it directly a lot sure um and i did a directing initiative with a theater company here um melbourne theater company and I, it was part of the CARP, which is Contemporary Asian Australian Performance. That's like a group, um, and they started the initiative where they got uh, emerging Chinese, I mean Asian uh, directors, and paired them with the state theatres of each state. And um, but obviously, each state theatre company they have their own culture and the way they deal with diversity, uh. and it revealed a lot of things about um, that shock. Sure, Oh, God, should I be talking shit about the company that's about to employ me?
0: You can, you, can <laughs> ju- you don't have to name them. You can say I the just, gro- no, it's Groovy it's Space Cats Theatre the, Company.
1: The, the Groovy State, um, <laughs> the state, com- the state Theatre Company of Melbourne, which is – there's only one. Oh. Um, they yeah and like the way that it definitely felt like we were tokens that they plastered all over their website to be like look at these four asian emerging directors that we've hired and they did nothing with us Mm. absolutely Mm. nothing they you know we got opening night tickets to every show but that's not a thing
2: Right, right.
1: Um, yeah. So, um, and, but from that, I got my first assistant directing gig with them, with their Chinese show, because I was the Chinese Mandarin speaking participant. But at the same time, this show that they were doing, I was the only Mandarin speaking participant who understood China in the whole creative team. Mm. Ah. And mm. so I, I actually had to do a lot more than what an assistant director normally would have to, because... Yeah. Five of the cast members were Chinese Australians, mm-hmm. and uh, two of them spoke man- mainly Chinese. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so you're doing so you were doing,
0: doing like three people's jobs yeah, rather doing, than one person's job. Assistant, yeah, job. assistant yeah, directing, yeah, yeah. cultural competency, sounds and like also, some translation um, sometimes. Some
1: translating of the yeah. rewrites, and then um, proofreading the final print edition. Um,
2: <laughs> keeping wow. track
1: of all the scripts. Yeah, it was a lot, and then like running lines with the for the entirely mandarin there are a couple of scenes that are entirely in mandarin so i had to like fully run those
2: scenes basically did, um, did the theater anybody like outside of the show know that that's what you were doing that's what you ended up having to do no mm. of
1: course not no yeah yeah um yeah look i don't think people from mtc would be listening to this so i'm just gonna say it um <laughs> One of their, uh, well, I guess she would be just one of the board members. Um, she is like one of the owners of the theater company. I saw her quite frequently throughout the rehearsal process, and then on opening night, I couldn't attend. I had something else on, and there was um, one of our associate designers. Her name is Kat Chan. She was there, and Virginia, the lady who you know is like the co-CEO, she she goes up to Kat Chan and said, "Well done, congratulations,
0: Alice. I loved your work." Oh. <gasps> my God. What if MTC does (laughs) listen to this now? Well, it's a fact,
1: so. It is
0: a fact. Yeah. It is a fact.
1: Don't do that if you don't want to be called out. Yeah.
0: Alice is presenting a fact. I am Mm -hmm. saying that's shitty. Yep. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow! 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 Well, on what's hopefully a lighter note, in this oh. in this journey of success, the ever ebbing and flowing uh, chart. What's what's the apex for you, right? Because I I think we Meg and I both knew you as an actor primarily, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now you're doing directing and you're doing education. And so, what's like what's the ah? This is it. This and, is the. And thing I remember I you were you were an assistant movement teacher. Is that what you? <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The year that I left New York was like quite a full on packed year for me. And it I, I finally hit a point where like life in New York felt okay. <laughs> it was um, <laughs> like, I was like, hitting creative goals and kind of feeling it was just financially and also like, um, visa wise, a mess. Sure. <laughs> uh, and that's why I left. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I, I heard an episode of, um, a previous op- podcast where David was talking about like mentors and, you know, like how you crave like a mentor mm-hmm. and, uh, the woman, the lady who I was, uh, assisting at the time at Stella Adler, she was, a mentor figure for me and I like I do miss having her around
0: do you want to name drop her so we can (laughs) yes call out nice Joan Evans
1: her name is Joan Evans she's a a master of uh, physical acting at Stella Adler studio now Mm. downtown in the financial district Mm. I don't know how I feel about that they've moved
0: (laughs) yes they have they changed the locks when you left
1: (laughs) (laughs) make sure she can't find us again (laughs) um Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Um, I don't know. Like, I keep wondering. Like, the whole directing thing was such an accidental. Uh, I just fell into it. Really. Um, I, I, I signed up for the Carp Directing Initiative. That's how I got the first assistant directing gig. From that, I did like a few short pieces. And then during Fringe, I was asked to direct um, one of the, the, like, the digital performances for, um, during Melbourne Fringe. And so like, it's just kind of slowly, um, and because that show did really well, we won um, Best uh, Digital Production in Theatre um, yes. during Melbourne Fringe. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> and so from there, like, other people now know me as a director when I'm like, I don't know if I am. Mm. okay I've I've barely started doing this and also uh it's funny that show that I um directed because it was digital we only i only ever i I can only say i directed her performance because she filmed the show and she edited it with um her lighting designer who ended up being her tech person for everything Mm. because she conceived of the show as a in-person live in theater thing and then uh fringe moved entirely digital last year oh wow and so uh and the funding body where she got her grants um allowed for a mentor so i was hired as a mentor um for directing
0: (gasps) You had a mentor and now you are a mentor. Look at that. i coming full well, circle. This is
1: the thing. Like, I was talking to her and she basically referred to her as directing the entire time. I had no idea that I was officially hired as a mentor. And so, when I got the agreement from the funding body, so not her, it was like <laughs> a contract to be a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Floor and i was like what is i can't be no i can't do this i want to be i, I want a mentor yeah i didn't mind i out
0: until i realized what it was i think you can do both it's like it's like how a barber's got to have a barber right like
2: oh yeah like a therapist has to have their own therapist yeah. <laughs>
1: that's true that's true yeah yeah <laughs>
0: do you want yeah. to be my mentor too? Are you are you taking applicants?
2: Oh my god. No. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just I just feel successful this
2: week. That's the thing. I really I glad. That's
0: what it's it, what it feels like. It's like we caught you on a good week. Yeah, you did. Are there cuz I don't I don't know if maybe you answered it and I s- sort of missed it, but in in terms of Apex like uh, is I, that yeah. Is that how it feels or does it feel like there are on weeks and off weeks and like what's it all building toward?
1: Oh, there's definitely on weeks and off weeks because, you know, we're in a really dumb. Well, OK, I think I'm in a really dumb career where there's nothing to measure to where you're just like, oh, I'm doing this now and then I'm doing this entirely new thing. That's like it's technically the same job, but it's like all new skill sets every single time.
2: <laughs> and you're starting back from square one every single time. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, And so you're always inadequate, but always like minorly succeeding. So um, I don't know. There's no apex. I'm just, I can only see like the couple of months ahead of me, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm about to start rehearsals for a show that I'm acting in. And I haven't, I feel like I haven't acted in a long time. And so it's like, oh shit, I have to like learn lines again. (laughs) That's a thing.
2: That's something, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right and we only have a 3 week rehearsal period so we have to like be r- quite familiar when we step into the rehearsal room so I'm like oh okay fine
2: yeah yeah i feel that when uh, in intervals where i've been like teaching for a while but then i had been been in a show for a bit and then i end up doing both at the same time and it's like oh wow my brain my brain mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. getting meaner to me as i get older
1: <laughs> mm. and i i <laughs> Decided, I made the dumb decision to still teach my Saturday classes. <laughs> so I'll be rehearsing Monday through Friday and then teaching on Saturday. I'm like, why? Why did I why?
0: Because <laughs> you're successful and you're wanted.
2: You gotta, you gotta send the elevator back down. Yeah, yeah. but busy what? being busy
1: isn't successful. That's just what Ooh. I fool myself into thinking.
0: That's so it. Let's talk more about that. Yeah, let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's well, it's that thing, right? Like capitalism makes you feel like you have to be okay, in my head sometimes I'll have like flights of fancy of like if I what if I run into like an idiot X or whatever and like, oh no, I'm gonna be so successful and I'm gonna be like on the phone all the time and I'll like play out these scenes and in these scenes, I'm always so exasperated mm. <laughs> as if that's a sign of my success because as I'm if- just like mad at everyone.. <laughs> <laughs> because you know i'm important so therefore
0: i'm important and miserable look at me yes
1: right <laughs> and so I've, I've really had to like take a step back and go oh no that's dumb yeah I, like you can be successful and not be on the verge of a
2: breakdown oh. all and the not time. And, and not be working 80 hours a week you did, you
1: exactly
0: a, yes the devil wears prada <laughs> i did
1: you did well, it. Yeah. Well, all You're- the, you know, all the, well, okay. So when I was, when, when I was ADing that big show, I was watching um, our director who was also the um, artistic associate of um, the company. And she is, you know, she's great. I think she's a great director. But then I'm looking at her and how stressed she is. And I'm like, mm. is this my goal?
0: First, the bad news. Well, I think that's a fair transition into because we talked we talked a lot about professional success. Um, yeah. and there's also personal success. How are you and have you have you found a gang of street toughs to roam the streets with now that you're not uh, eight anymore or like how's your how's your personal life?
1: Uh, okay. So, <laughs> the thing about moving a lot, Oh, sure, is that when I moved back to Australia, I was 30, turning 31. And friendships are hard in your 30s. (laughs) Yeah,
2: because you're kind of like, you're not looking for new friends, right? (laughs)
1: Exactly, yeah. And everyone I loved was in New York, which is Mm. weird because when I first moved to New York, it was like the opposite. Everyone I loved was back in Melbourne. And then, but it took, because I was there for seven years, I built up enough of a network to feel happy in New York. Yeah, And for everyone in Melbourne to, you know, have moved on with their lives in a way where they didn't have to reincorporate me back into their lives. Mm. So when I came back, it was like, oh, this is different. Because whenever I visited, I felt like I was super busy and seeing everyone. But all of a sudden, because I was back for good, that wasn't like people weren't making that effort anymore. Mm. And so trying to like reinsert myself was really hard. And I had no network because I did nothing creative in Australia before I left. So I had to rebuild that network entirely from scratch. And so Mm. it's been five years. I feel like finally I do have a group of friends, but they're still not, you know, incredibly close. They're not necessarily people I would call when something happens,
2: Mm.
1: you know. So uh, personal life. Still working on it.
2: Okay, and then throwing a big shush in there, you know that's, exactly. <laughs> that. That doesn't help.
0: Big shush was not great for friendship. Not not great. No. It's not well, ideal. It could well, uh, but again, yeah, actually, it, it
1: was for me just because it made like it was. I was able to reconnect with the people from the states because okay. time, exactly. zone, time zones wasn't a factor anymore because we were just home all the time.
0: Yeah, we, we all had this technology literally all the time around us. That yeah. we didn't like fully utilize to go. Oh yeah, I can talk to this person mm-hmm. whenever mm. I want to. Mm. We just had to make the time.
1: But I've gotten, I, I don't know, I've gotten used to being self reliant. I'll call mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough.
0: I fair like, enough. That was a good. That was a. That was a. a, a an interview word, right? What are you, What are your biggest weaknesses? I'm self reliant. <laughs> To a fault. And, not,
1: and not a lonely pile of mess.
0: I'm yeah. self-reliant, and I don't share my nightly bottle of wine with anyone.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. yeah. Uh-oh, got too real there. What about, well, then, I mean, and again, this is a good segue. Mm-hmm. The last one is, is interpersonal, is how's Alice's relationship to Alice?
1: Uh, Pretty good, I think. Yes. I, I feel maybe it might just be this week. <laughs> um but there's been a lot of self-reflection as we've all done in mm-hmm. the big shush um and
0: not me
2: <laughs> no you're good not or, or do did, you just didn't even go I didn't there do
0: any <laughs> <laughs> when you do self-reflection what is it is it is it yoga or is it journaling or is it it is sitting. yoga.
1: It's oh. yoga. It's um, a little bit of writing, a little bit of um, well. I'm like I'm in my head all the time anyway because I was I was I was an only child, so you know hmm. I grew up quite solitary and overthinking things. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and picking so, pockets and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining. I just can't. You said running through the streets, and I just can't get the image of Alice as a Dickensian urchin out of my head.
1: <laughs> okay. But we legit – like, I had a whole crew of kids who – I was the leader, but I wasn't the oldest. And, like, there were fruit – okay, we thought we were so slick Um, because, like, an older boy told me that he stole, like, some batteries because he needed them for, like, his um flashlight. And I was like, oh, I can steal. This is, like, seven-year-old Alice. Um, so then I, I got up to the fruit store and I was, like, you know, trying to be super slick about it and, like, pocketing, like, apples. Like <laughs> –
0: Plural? And so then, like you're just grabbing uh,
1: apples. I was just gra- like, I, like looking, like looking shifty from side to side, and then just <laughs> pocketing it and then running away. Um, I mean, I'm sure they all knew because we literally live across the street, and like, my dad was probably paying them. You know, like, it was probably okay. But I just, I, yeah, I thought I was a full-on Aladdin. I thought I was a street rat. Ah, there you go.
0: That's what it is.
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: Your dad's like, sorry guys, she might be back tomorrow. i <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least it's just apples. Right? Did you eat the apples? Did you share the apples? I don't or did know. Did you just leave like them apples. somewhere?
1: No, oh. no, I no, I would like no. I, I'd be super proud that I could do it without anyone catching me. <laughs> how, I probably shared them. I don't know. Oh. I, love that, I love that
2: she doesn't like apples. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have a question? You look like you have a question. I
2: did, but I'm trying to remember what it was.
0: Oh no! I'm sorry. That's the oh, worst.
2: No. I had something,
0: especially on a podcast, which is supposed to be full of content <laughs> and not long.
1: I, I I came with my own um, uh, laugh track.
0: That was terrifying. Just... What is happening <laughs> oh my
1: right God. now? <laughs> I have I have a little soundboard.
0: I'm gonna give my editor <laughs> a heart attack.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, my God. Um,
0: Was it about professional?
2: um, I don't know. I think it was something like along the lines of uh, whether it was before your time getting to New York or during or when you went back to Australia. Has your idea of success sort of remained more or less the same or has it evolved, especially since... You were literally coming from opposite ends of the world. Did did coming from one culture to another, or uh, ha- having different iterations of you know the theater world, like doing from one end of it to another, did did sure. did it evolve in any way?
1: Um, I think my general goal in life was always just to be happy. Um, mm-hmm. I think on my sixteenth birthday, where um, you know, uh, my mom. I had like my party with all of my friends and then my mom would always do um, another party with all of her
2: friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and so they made me do a speech and I was just like, oh, I just want everyone to be happy. And they all laughed like these grown ass Chinese adult people were just laughing at this little girl saying, I just want everyone to be happy. I think Hmm. that tells you something about the Chinese um, immigrant mentality because that's not necessarily a, a goal. Yeah. Um, hmm. and so and back then I you know I never even thought about acting or theater or the arts at all um, until I was well in uni I went to uni first for um well I didn't know what I wanted to do I wanted to do law but I couldn't get in um to the actual course that I wanted to get into because it required a 98 point something into score which is the top two uh, top 0.2 percentile of the state Mm. Um, And I got 93, so I was in the top um, seven percentile. The state
0: oh i see um, but your your mother was a performer
1: she was but she uh she stopped um when she came to australia she would um in the beginning just to like get a foot in the door for like meeting people and working at restaurants and meeting you know more people and then she stopped as sh- soon as she could because she wasn't a performer because she wanted to um she grew mm. up during the cultural revolution mm. and um she got pulled out of high school and like dropped into a vocational school like that no, was same. a vocation. Um, so she didn't see it as like an art form and she didn't have like a need to express herself or anything like that. So she doesn't really have that kind of artistic soul. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, I played a lot of instruments as a child. Um, I played the piano the violin and then um, the guzheng, which is the super long Chinese instrument that's like lying down and you kind of pluck it. There's like 22 strings. Oh wow! Yeah, um, it's it's it sounds pretty, but it's super easy to play. Um, that's why she chose it for me because it's like <sighs> it was since it was just my third instrument, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Um. So, but even though I was doing all of that. So was all the other Chinese kids in our friend, like in our family friendship group, we all Mm. played instruments and none of the parents wanted us to actually be musicians. Mm. Only Mm. one of us is now still a musician. Um, And he was an outlier, like everyone else did medicine or law. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. absolutely everyone else so I thought I was going to do law um, and then I couldn't get in and I was devastated and also I could have gotten into another school but I only had (laughs) one school in mind (laughs) Um, so then I did like a BA and I started out um, majoring in linguistics and anthropology which and then I had like an empty slot in my first term. And so I was like, oh, there's a cinema studies class. Let's throw that in there to, into the mix and see how I go with that. That would just be my blow off class. Mm-hmm. Um, and then very quickly, I, I just took on all cinema studies classes. Oh. And then I, and that's when I started auditioning for drama school. Uh, and,
2: and, and did your family have a reaction to that or your family friends?
1: I kept it from everyone until I went to the first audition, wow. uh, which was for NIDA, the big one in Sydney. Um, you know, that's the Cate Blanchard, the, um,
2: uh, you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, she and her husband. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So, um, and That first audition, I got there at 8am and it was filled with people. Um, You audition audition with your whole group together. There's like about maybe 30 of you and they cut you down to about five for the afternoon callbacks. And when I first got there, there was this little girl, there was this girl who was like, you know, I've wanted this since I was 10 and I'm now 20. So I've been working towards this for like half my life. And I was like, I've been working on my monologues for a week.
2: <laughs> You're like, so, oh,
1: and then but i got a call back for the afternoon
2: wow.
0: Wow. Got,
1: yeah i did
0: yeah you um, did
1: and so i was like oh maybe this isn't so much of a pipe dream um but i didn't make it any further than the first callback. um so i was like okay i'll just i'll work harder you know I'm, i might put in a bit more than a week worth of work
0: <laughs> You like, if, if i can get a call back with doing no work think about <laughs> what i could do with a little work exactly
1: <laughs> (laughs) Basically. Um, And then the second year I came back. Uh, At this point, I was still at uni, um, but I was putting in less and less effort with my academics. (laughs) Um, And the second year I got shortlisted, which is um, a shortlist of about 40 across the country. And then they take 20. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they wait a, a month to tell you whether or not you've made, you've made it. So in that whole month on the short list, I was like, this is it. I'm going to move to Sydney. This is going to be like everything. I was like planning on changing my life. I was trying to figure out what to do with my boyfriend at the time. <laughs> <laughs> How to break up, basically. Um, <laughs> um, and then I didn't get it. And I was devastated. And mm. again, that was the only school I auditioned for, even though there's three other very good schools in Australia. Because <laughs> um, that's that was my view of success. There's one image and I wanted to stick to it. Mm. And then I was like, I'm going I'm to give it one last shot. Because I. you hear stories of people auditioning like five years in a row and don't get in until like their sixth year. So I'm like, I'm right, like okay, right. all right, third, third and final year. I'm going to give myself that. And by this point, I would have, I have dropped out of uni. I moved to Sydney. Um, I was working at an art house cinema, which also had um, branches in Sydney. So they just transferred me, so I got a job there. Um, And I was taking open classes at NIDA um, throughout the week. I did like a whole bunch at the same time. So I was like, if I'm gonna take these technique classes, that will help me. Um, And then during that audition, halfway through, they pulled me aside and they were like, okay, Alice, You're not untalented, but we just feel that your work is quite intimate and more suited to film. And we're just, we don't know what we can offer you. Our suggestion would be for you to maybe get an agent, just, you know, maybe start working. And I was just, it was very interesting. Um, I mean, there's a lot of racial politics wrapped up in that because neither there's issues um, yeah. which are, you know, coming more and more to, uh, out into the open, like in the, like now, nowadays. But back then there was definitely like an yeah. issue where they would take the token Asian every year. There's like one, like they already chose the Asian. Oh my yeah. God. And also, and because I didn't know that much about theater, I was, and they can tell on my resume that I was a film studies major. There's just like snobbery on that. You know, they just thought, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're a film person. And in my head, I'm just like, but you're a theater school. <laughs> Like you're a school. <laughs> Are you supposed to teach us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they, they were like, Your work's very intimate. You might be more suited to film. And you're like, Yeah, that's why I want you to do it. Exactly. Teach forever, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that was that was when I was like, fuck all this, let's move to another city. And that's when I decided to go to New York. And
2: I auditioned for wow. Adler,
1: got wow. in and that was the rest was history.
2: The rest yeah. was history. And then you did nothing yeah, but theater.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I haven't done any film since I've been back. I think uh, my ultimate goal of just being happy (laughs) hasn't changed Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but yeah definitely because you know I I didn't even want this so now I don't even have a goal like I don't know what success looks like because you know like Mm. I I don't know whose career I want to emulate I don't know I don't know what I want out of this at this moment in time. I'm just still very like, let's see how it goes. I can't believe they're letting me do this still.
2: So you're really you're really living in the moment, yeah. like how people are told to do.
1: <laughs> like in 2019, I spent three months as a dinosaur, as a dinosaur puppet <laughs> at the Melbourne Zoo.
0: That's true. Love it. <laughs>
1: um, a puppet, which um, it, she was a quadruped. And so like, you're basically on all fours. Um, we had stilts in our arms, which had controls. And they told us she was about 25 kilos. She ended up, they weighed her. She was almost 40. We had 40 kilos on our back. Oh my, <laughs>
2: oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's nearly the end of our time. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. Uh, I'm David. And I'm Megan. And our guest today has been oh. Alice Chin. Alice, you are delightful.
2: Absolutely
0: a delight. <laughs> um and thank you for listening. You can support rest of the podcast in all the usual places. We want to thank dimly wit and Background Joys for supporting us. Uh you can go to backgroundjoys.com to hear this podcast as well as others, like Learn a Little and And Smut and Sensibility. That one's on there. Oh, it's so great. And <laughs> we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We have a Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash backgroundjoys, where you can support us so that Megan and I can keep doing this and keep clothes on Archie's back.
2: It's his big
0: Beefy back. Archie is our bulldog and he needs clothes. Because <laughs> he chewed up his pirate outfit. He also needs flones. Um, so just thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. And mm-hmm. Alice, where 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 can people go to find out more about you?
1: You can go to ww.aliceching.com and I will attempt to update it at some point. Oh, I mean you can follow me on socials. Uh I'm at that Alice Chin on both oh. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that,
0: that
1: one. one. <laughs> well, I get a lot of emails about the other Alice Chins. There's there's a girl who's currently going to um, college. She was valedictorian one year, so there was like a lot of hoopla about her.
2: Um, oh well, congratulations um, to you and her.
1: <laughs> right, right, I'm very proud of her. I got an email the other day. <laughs> That was I'm very um very
0: proud of her. Very, no,
1: it was a group project for like, I think she's doing um, art history and she, it was a Google Docs collab and they were trying to get her to, you know, do her part. And I'm like, um, guys, this is not me, but like, oh my
0: God, <laughs> that's hysterical. Can you imagine? Like, This I is really- not me,
2: but I can Google stuff for you if you want. I'll like, I guess I'll do it. <laughs>
0: I want you to. I want you to become a fan of this person and really cheer her on. And, and, and...
1: I am a big fan of her. Like I'm. I'm trying to track oh. her down. She's. I think she's doing well, really Okay, well. don't say that. But... <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I took all of the handles for. Um, like I got our URL. I've got the Facebook.
2: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then. What would, what tell us, tell us your advice about being successful,
2: whether it's to this Alice Chin or to anybody.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Um, Follow your nose uh, because you'll be interested in something. And if like, because, you know, we're in a dumb career. Well, I'm in a dumb career um, where like nothing (laughs) makes sense and you don't know what's happening day to day. Uh, So just keep working on yourself. And when you're following and when you're following your own curiosities, opportunities just open up. And just be ready to mm. accept them when they come at you.
2: Follow your nose, I like
0: that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, be a little naked mole rat.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that always makes me think of Toucan Sam from the Fruit Loops, but a naked mole rat must be very open to opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> They've got no constraints like clothing mm-hmm. or vision. <laughs> they purely react.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, just a throbbing little flesh ball.
0: Okay, there it is. That's what I was looking
2: for.
1: Hosted on dimlywit.com.